The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Welcome again to Grace in Focus from the Grace Evangelical Society. Today, Catherine Wright and Bob Wilkin will look at a question from Jude 4 about condemnation. Is this talking about eternal condemnation or about a kind of judgment in this life? Or should this passage be used to support divine election to eternal salvation? We'll also take a look at Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 30. So I hope you'll stay tuned. Faithalone.org is our website. You can go there to find out more about our products, our resources, videos, blogs, all kinds of things that will help you learn more about the free grace perspective. I'll tell you more about these things at the end of today's discussion. So now let's go to that discussion. Here are our discussion leaders for the day. Welcome back to Grace in Focus. Catherine uh, Wright and I are going to uh, tackle a question or two, and I believe you have a question, something from Jude, (laughs) which is a Beatles song called Hey Jude, but this is a little different. Yeah, so this question, I believe, comes from Christina. Okay. And she asked regarding Jude 1-4, which reads, For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And so her question is about this concept of being marked out long ago for condemnation. What does that mean? Does that mean that long ago God chose these men to go to hell is, you know, kind of a common thought among reformed theology. So how would we maybe address that issue? Well, okay, good question. He is talking about the fact that certain men have crept in unnoticed, and this almost certainly is linked with Second Peter chapter 2. And Hodges has commentaries on both Second Peter and Jude that we carry if you go to faithalone.org. Mm-hmm. And he suggests that Second Peter was written, I believe, around 65, somewhere in there, And the Jude was written several years later, and it was long enough that Jude is talking about the same people Peter was talking about. But Peter was talking about false teachers who were coming. Jude is talking about false teachers who are here. Mm -hmm. So in the several years between the writing of 2 Peter and Jude, Jude says certain men have crept in unnoticed. These are false teachers who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. Well, of course, the preceding verse talks about that you are to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. The reason we have to contend for the faith is because they're false teachers. Mm -hmm. And the point here is these people who crept in unnoticed were marked out for this condemnation. Well, the condemnation is judgment. It doesn't refer to eternal condemnation. It refers to judgment now. Of course, if they're unbelievers, they will be eternally condemned if they don't come to faith before they die. Mm -hmm. But it says ungodly men who turn the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ into lewdness. And it's interesting because in 2 Peter, it talks about how they were going into the love feast. They were going into the Lord's Supper meetings Mm -hmm. and they had eyes full of adultery. They were looking for vulnerable women that they could seduce. And they were evidently teaching that God was not against 
relations outside of marriage. And so, of course, this is common in the cults, right? You would have David Koresh and Jim Jones that went down to Guyana, and he it was also, uh, he was having affairs with most of the women. Mm-hmm. And it says, and deny our only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, in Second Peter, it talks about they deny the master who bought them, yes. which is one of the great verses for unlimited atonement because later on in second peter he says that the darkness is reserved forever for these people Mm -hmm. and the same thing is found in jude as well so i think the condemnation it's referring to here is judgment in this life however if these people do not come to faith before they die they will also experience eternal condemnation but what was Christina's question about? I think it was... Oh, she was saying election? Was this... Right. Is this, you know, would a Reformed guy use this as proof that God chooses people to go to hell? Yeah. And I think when it says that long ago they were marked out for this condemnation, I think the point is the Old Testament and, of course, the New Testament and even Peter. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think the way Hodges took this was I think he was saying there's enough time passing between Second Peter and this that he could be referring to Second Peter. Right. But in any case, even if this is referring to the Old Testament, the idea is the scriptures have always been clear mm-hmm. that those who are teaching contrary to the word of God are going to reap the consequences. Yeah. So kind of to summarize that, long ago doesn't necessarily mean all the way back before time when when God, right. before the world was created, that's reading into the text. And then condemnation doesn't mean they go to hell. Exactly. So we, we need to be careful not to read our theology into, <laughs> into the passage. Yeah, Catherine, that's a good point. And also keep in mind that you always want to interpret Scripture in light of Scripture. Right. And we also want to establish our doctrines based on the clear teaching of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, Jude 4 is not talking about some pre-temporal election unto eternal life. There is no such election unto eternal life. Right, and I also think part of what's going on here is that Jude is warning believers that you can fall into the same pattern as these false teachers. They can be duped. They can be duped. And you see that at the end of Second Peter two eighteen through 22, And it's also in Jude that they need to be careful. That's exactly right. And so even that is a distinction between what what we're saying and what a Reformed person would argue in that believers can easily fall into the same patterns as these false teachers who were living very immoral lives, very ungodly lives, lewd lies is how Jude puts it. And his point here is that you can, if you follow these teachers, that can be you. You can fail. You can get duped by them. Yeah. In fact, the book ends, verse 21, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto Mm -hmm. eternal life. And I think what he's saying there is a believer may or may not experience God's love. Right. And if they are duped, they're not going to be experiencing his love. And then he says, and on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, even hating the garment defiled by the flesh. This is the point is there are some believers who are getting duped. Mm -hmm. Save those people, pull them away from the fire of this false teaching. 
this well, condemnation right. because as believers, we can fall into that yeah. same judgment. So kind of a similar question. We have a, another question, and this comes from some of our students in Zambia, actually. So okay. dad and I, you know, we've been to Zambia a few times now, and I've been getting a lot of questions lately about Romans chapter eight. Right. And the golden chain, right? Yeah. Famous. Verses 28 to 30. We're going to read those, Bob. Romans eight twenty eight to 30 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined mm-hmm. to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, whom he called, these he also justified, whom he justified, these he also glorified." The golden chain is much misunderstood, and the reason is everything from Romans 8, 17 to the end of the chapter is dealing with those who are going to be co-heirs with Christ, who suffer with Christ. Suffering, right. Yeah, notice verse 17, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God. So all children of God are heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may be glorified together. Well, this theme of suffering is picked up in the very next verse. Mm -hmm. For I consider the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory. So there's the theme of glory from verse 17, which shall be revealed in us. The us there refers to those who suffer with Christ. Mm -hmm. And he goes on and ends in 28 to 30 with talking about the same glory. Remember, he says in in, uh, verse 30, he also glorified. What's interesting is there's a series of aorist tenses, which is a past tense. Everybody recognizes the glorification as future. And they say, well, what God's doing is acting like this has already happened. Mm -hmm. Well, the truth is every one of these words have not happened. Well, not all of them, but whom he predestined. That is, God has predetermined that those who suffer with Christ will be conformed to the image of his son. That's what the previous verse said. Mm -hmm. As long as they continue to suffer with Christ. It's conditional. It's conditional. This is a predestination, but it's not going to continue unless you continue. And it says, these also he called. This calling is calling to rule with Christ, to be a co-heir from verse 17, whom he called these he also justified. This doesn't refer to forensic justification like Romans 3 through 4, this refers to future justification or vindication at the judgment seat of Christ, Mm -hmm. where the Lord will say, well done, rule over 10 Mm -hmm. cities, rule over five cities, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. So the point of this so-called golden chain is that if we continue to suffer with Christ, then we'll be glorified with him. We will be vindicated or justified at the judgment seat of Christ. You see this same thing in Colossians 1, 21 to 23, that we presented as holy, blameless, and beyond reproach if we continue in the faith. Mm-hmm. And you see the same thing in 1 Corinthians fifteen two that you stand in this gospel which I preach to you if you hold fast, the word which I preached to you, 
unless you believed in vain. You must hold fast to the good news of Jesus' death and resurrection in order to be spiritually healthy in an ongoing basis. That's what the salvation is in 1 Corinthians 15, 2. And this same theme runs all through Paul and all through the New Testament. And the idea is we must persevere in order to have that co-glorification with Christ. Every believer will have a glorified body, but not every believer is going to be a co-heir with Christ. Just to summarize, we would say the predestination here is that God has predetermined that those who suffer with him will reign with him. That's right. That's the distinction we want to try and make. And so none of this, he's not talking about how to be saved. He's not talking about eternal life. Eternal life doesn't even come up here. Yeah, it's a big mistake to think the whole aim in life is to get everlasting life. Exactly. No, no, that's the beginning. Yes. Now what do we do with it? There's more promises. Yeah. And this is a really great one, especially for those who who are going through hard times. All right, well, let's say it together. Let's keep grace in focus. Thank you both for that great discussion. Would you be interested in some free ebooks on topics you hear on this program? Well, if you are, you need to come visit us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On the site, we've got all kinds of free materials, but one of our popular options is our free ebooks on a range of subjects. They're designed to help you mature and grow in your understanding of the faith and scripture. So come visit us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We are so thankful for our financial partners who keep us on the air. Every gift is tax deductible and very much appreciated. If you'd like to find out how you can give, go to faithalone.org. Would you like to have a chat with Dr. Bob or one of the guests here on the program? Let me tell you how to reach out to the team. You can get us on our email address, which is radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. Next time on Grace in Focus, what does it mean exactly to believe in Jesus? What is faith in Jesus? What is saving faith? Please join us next time on Grace in Focus. This is the Grace Evangelical Society reminding you to always keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.